Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. This is The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick, sitting in for John Hockenberry. Thanks for listening. Well, just hours ahead of a major primetime address to be delivered by President Barack Obama, momentum is growing in Washington and within the international community to back a plan that would secure and destroy Syria's chemical weapons arsenal without the use of military force by the United States and some of its allies. Now, it was a rare moment of what appeared to be accidental diplomacy that led to this. The plan, first uttered by Secretary of State John Kerry in London, would require Bashar al-Assad's regime to give up its stockpiles of chemical weapons and put the arsenal under international control. Now, Kerry surprised a lot of people when he got behind this plan, and the Russians surprised a lot more people when they turned around and backed Kerry's statement as a real proposal. Then President Obama said in an interview on NBC News that the United States was open to the Russian proposal if it could be carried out with some certainty. Listen, we're going to make sure that we see how serious these proposals are. And uh, my preference consistently has been a diplomatic resolution uh, to this problem. And the United States and Russia actually working together, actually agreeing on something to solve this crisis in Syria. Is it too good to be true? Well, maybe. Uh, Earlier today, France said it would put forth the proposal in the form of a binding U.N. resolution before the Security Council. But in response to that, Russia says it won't support the Security Council resolution because it would allow for military enforcement by the United States. And in the Senate today, new moves to draft a resolution backing the turnover of weapons, but only if the threat of military force is left on the table. You can see where the United States and Russian positions are still diverging here. For more on what happens next, we're joined by Nicholas Burns, former Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs under President George W. Bush. Burns is now professor of the practice of diplomacy and international politics at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. Ambassador, welcome. Thank you. Let's start with some new news from the AP. The Syrian foreign minister, according to the AP, says Syria will declare its chemical weapons arsenal and will sign the Chemical Weapons Convention. That has to be pretty significant for a country that up until yesterday didn't acknowledge that it had chemical weapons at all. Well, you're right. It certainly is. And and I think that President Obama, without any question, is right to pursue a diplomatic solution right now. Because while we were prepared to fight Syria, to launch airstrikes, to enforce the chemical weapons ban, far better to use diplomacy if that's possible. And you're right to suggest that for decades, Assad's son and Assad's father refused to acknowledge whether Syria had chemical weapons. They're doing so now. So we have to test whether or not They're actually going to implement this plan, and that will take the form of a U.N. Security Council resolution. You referred to it, and there's going to be a big diplomatic battle in New York between the United States, France, and U.K. on one side, Russia, China, and in essence, Syria on the other, on the wording of that resolution. How tough will it be in demanding that Syria actually turn over these weapons? We remember the run-up to the Gulf War. We remember U.N. weapons inspectors for years in Iraq, the on-again, off-again, complaining about lack of access, the dickering over inspecting facilities. The cynics in this country, Ambassador Burns, would say that this is what we're headed for in Syria, a bunch of cat and mouse, and all you're doing is allowing Bashar al-Assad to continue his civil war and just use conventional weapons to slaughter people. Well, it is a risk, and obviously the great majority of Americans don't want to see the United States military go into battle 
in Syria. But people also want to make sure that Assad pays for his atrocities in using chemical weapons against kids and against innocent civilians. And so I think there's three things that are going to happen here. First, Syria and Russia are going to unveil fairly soon, perhaps by as early as tomorrow, their plan as to how Syria would allow its chemical weapons to be given to some neutral third party like the United Nations. Secondly, the real action will be in the UN Security Council in New York, where a resolution has to be drafted to censure Syria, to demand that Syria give all of its chemical weapons to the United Nations, and to see an implementation plan so that it actually happens. And third, will Congress then vote, as some senators and House members want, to support the Obama administration by voting for diplomacy and yet adding an enforcement mechanism. And what that would say is that if Syria reneges on this deal 30 or 60 or 90 days hence, the U.S. and France would then have a right to take military action to enforce the chemical weapons ban. That's going to be a tall order to have all three of those steps take place. We have to expect this is not a done deal. It's going to be very, very difficult to implement, but the president's obviously right to walk down this road. Is there enough diplomatic wiggle room, Nicholas Burns, between what the Senate and the U.S. Congress says it wants, exactly what you just described, uh, this U.N. resolution, but we're going to reserve for the president after 60 days or so the right to use force if Assad reneges, and the Russian demand that military force be taken totally off the table. Those two things, as I describe them, are mutually exclusive, but in the diplomatic world, maybe not. In any kind of complex negotiation like this, you want to set up a negotiation where everybody can succeed. And that's going to be difficult in this instance because America's definition of success, along with Europe's and the Arab world, will be that Assad gives up all of his, his chemical weapons not to the Russians, not to the Iranians, but to the UN or some respected, honest public institution. I think you'll see Syria try to resist that. And they'll also resist the kind of um, very specific timeline that the United States is going to want to suggest. And I think the biggest disagreement, Todd, is going to be over the use of force. What the Americans and Europeans are after in a, a Security Council resolution is a ch what we call a Chapter 7 resolution. All member states would have to abide by it, and it will allow the uh, powers of the United Nations, including the U.S., to use force if the re resolution is not implemented fairly. The Russians said today, as you noted in your introduction, they will not support that. So it may be that the administration will not be able to get this done because all of these requirements will not be met. But that's the test of diplomacy that's right in front of us. But looking at this as an experienced and former diplomat yourself who's dealt with these issues in the Security Council and on the world stage, a lot of Americans even today have questions about whether Putin and the Russians are dealing in good faith here, whether an agreement is actually possible, even if the chances are relatively small, or if this, this is just a stalling tactic and a buy for time for Assad to hide his weapons or make moves on the rebels. Uh, do you have a degree of confidence that this is a good faith effort on the part of the Syrians and the Russians? Not yet. I think we need to see much more detail before we can say it's serious and it's credible. You know, President Reagan used to say, trust but verify. Sure. He said that about the Soviet Union. A way to paraphrase would be, we should not trust Assad, but we should verify an agreement and, and, and really hold his feet to the fire. And I think that's the test for President Obama diplomatically. And it may be that Russia is a country we can work with. I don't think we should leave much, uh, much hope about the Syrians, but we ought to focus our attention on the Russians and have the Russians actually speak for the Syrians in this instance. This story and the diplomatic situation is fluid. It's moving quickly. 
And the next move seems to belong to President Obama, who will address the nation tonight at 9.01 and 30 seconds in prime time. We'll be watching right along with Nicholas Burns, former Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs under President George W. Bush, now at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. Ambassador, thank you so much. Thank you, Todd.